0: Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms Podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Today is the second in a four-week series called Minimalist Living. You'll hear from minimalists living on boats, New York City, traveling the world, and on today's episode, a converted van. Fellow podcaster Laura Bruner joined me to discuss living and parenting in a converted van, what had been easier and trickier while living on the road, and much more. I loved hearing how minimalism has influenced life in these areas, and my hope is that it really does encourage you in your own minimalist pursuits, or maybe even prompts you to change up your lifestyle. You never know. But before we get to the conversation, I wanted to encourage you to pre-order a copy of my upcoming book, Minimalist Moms, Living and Parenting with Simplicity. I'm so excited to bring you new content, and in my opinion, I really don't think there's another book on minimalism out there on the market, though there are some great ones for sure. I have broken down the book in various categories of minimalism that you can focus on in your daily life, such as time, mindfulness, the holidays, sentimental items, post-holiday decluttering, sustainability, pregnancy and postpartum, intentional purchasing, and more. I've included a link in the show notes for you to easily find it. Again, thank you so much to everyone who supports The Minimalist Moms by listening, leaving rating and reviews on iTunes, or just following along on social media. It really does mean the world to me, and I look forward to seeing this community continue to grow. And now for my interview with Laura. Laura, thank you so much for joining me today on The Minimalist Moms podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. It's such a treat.
0: Absolutely, I'm looking forward to hearing more about your story, and I don't want to share too much in this little intro. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself, and then we'll go ahead and get into our topic. And our topic, obviously, like I said, is surrounded around your story and what your life has looked like to this point. So before we get into that, I'll go ahead and let you introduce yourself.
1: All right. Hi, I'm Laura Laura Bruner. Um, my business is called Radical Roots, and truthfully, it wasn't until kind of this the latter half of this year that I really kind of figured out what. What it is that I do. I did a lot of things, Jack of all trades, her Jill of all trades, I guess. But really, my focus is on inspiring or empowering others to find joy, whether it's through mindful movement and my flows or the Sourdough Sisterhood or um, safer skincare and home care and reducing toxins there, um, getting outside. And then I know we want to talk today a little bit more about. Travel mm-hmm. and my, my family um, actually lived for a year and a half in our converted van. So we spent a lot of time on the road, less so recently, but definitely a lot of time out in nature. And we're grateful for a four, four by four. So we've been getting out into the snow, into the mountains, and to the sea, and it's been really incredible. So really just over here, um, living my life with my husband and my three and a half year old daughter, we're now settled up on the Olympic Peninsula of Washington, working to seek joy, and I would say minimalism and living more minimally is truly a large part of that.
0: Yes, absolutely. I I can imagine you would have to be a minimalist if you're living in a van. So, what made you pursue minimalism? Were you living that way beforehand, or was this just a wild idea and you acted on it? I guess, was minimalism a foundation of wanting to do that? What came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah,
1: that's a great question. So, back, let's rewind to 2015. My husband and I were living in the San Francisco Bay Area and living a very fast pace. I was working. Uh, For CrossFit HQ, kind of multiple different areas, also doing some work for a a gym in San Jose, a very now well-known CrossFit gym. Um, My husband was working in corporate wellness, traveling the world. We were just like nonstop, just recently married. And I found myself falling into a season of chronic pain that I couldn't escape, Um, not only along with the chronic pain, which was jaw, lower suboccipitals, upper, upper back, neck, just constant. And my husband, like I said, was gone a lot. was working really hard. And at the same time, so I was dealing with chronic pain and then also um, actually had no period. And, you know, we had just gotten married and knew that a kid was hopefully in our future. And I just had this, you know, I, I threw that course of, trying to find every potential fix, you know, really being at odds with my body, seeing my body as broken. Um, finally, somehow I found a mindfulness-based therapist and started seeing her regularly and learned that and worked on and really found within myself, my own body and my own wisdom that I wasn't necessarily at odds with my body. My body wanted to be well and that I needed to listen and acknowledge and lean into the wisdom of my body and what it was trying to tell me through this chronic pain pain, discomfort, whether it's emotional, physical, whatever the case may be, is not good or bad. It is information. It is our body speaking to us. And so once I finally leaned into that, um, had a lot of clarity and not only got out of pain, but through that clarity, realized that one of the things that I needed to do that we need to do was to minimize and get rid of a lot of things and leave the, what at the time really felt like the toxicity of the Bay Area and that pace. And so we sold most of what we owned and packed what we had left into a small truck and drove up the West Coast and moved to the Olympic Peninsula, which, funnily enough, now five years later, we're back. But moved to this small little town on the peninsula, bought a little home um, in the trees, and I just spent the next year. Um, really just kind of like reevaluating and spending most of my days outside and focusing way less on paleoing really hard or fitnessing really hard and just like listening to my body and becoming a lot more in touch with nature. And over the course of that year we really decided like, hey, you know, I think that we, we want to do this like nomadic thing. And so <laughs> ended up selling our car at the time, buying a Ford F-150, we're about to purchase an airstream and then had this kind of like epiphany moment where we realized we wanted to be, and we had gone to visit friends in Santa Cruz, California. And we knew we wanted to have a baby and really, like, and we found out some good friends were pregnant. And we kind of at the same time, were are like, you know what? Let's put that on hold. Let's go back to California. Let's settle in Santa Cruz and start this next chapter, have a baby there surrounded by our community of people we had a lot of friends there and so we did (laughs) and we again got rid of a lot of stuff had a huge garage so we didn't have a ton of stuff at that point we had already downsized but you know we got some more furniture and whatnot when we were living there sold a bunch of stuff again moved to santa cruz had our daughter had a beautiful life there still had that deep itch though um and so when she was about just over a year we made the decision to buy a a ford transit and have it converted it was already partially converted at the time we were living in a condo in Santa Cruz and truthfully that was a big catalyst for us too like we are not meant to I think humans in general but also even more specifically my husband and I are not meant to live on top of or below or right side by side like sardines with people mm-hmm. um, we really wanted space and we wanted to figure out where we could go but like, where else in the country could we possibly live that we would love more affordable prices and we just wanted to explore and our daughter is has been just a chill kid good, good with going with the flow really just a content child content with minimal things, content as long as she's with us, is with us. And so we did it. We sold our condo, moved into a van, and traveled um, across the entire country. We went as far east as Portland, Maine, Burlington, Vermont, uh, Manhattan, New York City, did the whole thing. And uh, yeah, then came back full circle, spent some time once again. And actually, we moved four times during Mm -hmm. COVID. Um, Ended up in Berkeley for a little while once we came back full circle in a little studio. And then that was, again, we're like, okay, city life condo life not for us so we ended up back in the mountains of santa cruz got evacuated by a fire by wildfires and had nowhere to go out of our house for five weeks came back to contaminated water we're like what are we doing listen to the universe once again and we've come full circle back to the olympic peninsula where we are living right at the mouth of the olympic national park we're back here and now we're using our van and we will use it like a ton but in the winter time even it's just so sweet to put in four-wheel drive and get us up to the snow and adventure. And um, it's really dreamy. So that – I don't even remember what the question was, but
0: – No, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I was asking you if – basically my phrasing was what came first, oh, the yeah. chicken or the egg? I think,
1: yeah, back in 2015 when we, I, I realized that for us, a part of the seeking joy, healing my body, reconnecting with ourselves, the nature, and each other, my husband and I, was becoming minimalist. And we've just that, – that was so – profound for us that we've stuck it's stuck Mm -hmm. through the past now almost six years
0: yeah and that was actually it was going to be my next question but you've you've answered it definitely I'm curious to know what was difficult about living in a van after stripping away probably a lot of your possessions and then what was easier about living that way so I know that's probably two separate thoughts so I'll let you answer how you want to
1: Yeah, it's funny, too, because it depends how you ask. Like, the husband and I would have very different responses. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've done any Enneagram work, um, but I am an Enneagram 7, and he is a 1. And if you know what that means, anyone who's listening, you know that a 7 is very much aligned with this whole, like, nomadic, adventure-seeking, kind of spontaneous lifestyle. And a 1 is definitely not. So it was a a lot harder on him. He still loved it, and it was really an incredible journey. But the hard stuff would be... I think the biggest thing that we both come back to is not having a place to just be. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, people think, Oh, you you live nomadically. You're in the van. Like you're so free. The only time we ever felt like free or fully relaxed, I'd say for the most part was at a campsite. So when we were like in a national park or camping, when we had our campsite and we could just totally be, be, be like content. But other than that, we were at friends' homes, um, you know, A lot of friends I had met through social media that I had never met in person. And every single one of those interactions was truly magic and almost unbelievably comfortable. But it's still someone else's home. Or we were, like, boondocking, you know, pulling up into a neighborhood somewhere. Like, we did this for a week in Portland, Maine, pulling up after dark and putting up all the window covers and, like, hunkering down for the night in in neighborhoods, um, and so just not a lot of place to relax. So we've actually talked a ton and drunk a lot about like creating a space on on the Olympic Peninsula where it's just like a kind of like an area where people can come, like a common space with a TV and a bar and whatnot where people can just get, get kombucha or cold brew or cider or whatever on top and just have a place to be. Because mm-hmm. that and then like work for me, working remotely, owning my own business, um, I had us like a hotspot, but... We would all of a sudden be off the grid with no no service for like three days, and so consistency in that regard was also tough, um, and just not a lot of like we were planning constantly planning and then changing plans constantly. So like when we were driving, I was like trying to figure out where we're going to sleep tonight, where are we going next, how to change plans on people, on ourselves, and so that is fun to a point, but it gets pretty exhausting. Um, and so the, like the minimalist piece, like tying that back in, it's not simple in any capacity. Like my brain never felt like I was minimizing the amount of processing and thought and planning that had to go on on top of running a business. It was complicated for sure. There were moments of complete simplicity and bliss and presence for sure. But all of the, like everything around those pockets, there was just so much planning, but there was also a lot of simplicity, I guess in regards to when we did get those pockets that were like memories that I will never forget where we're just in, you know, hit so many national parks, and really had so much quality time together and spent a lot of time in nature, a lot more time unplugged. Um, and that was, there's a lot of simplicity and presence in that, that was magic. And those memories, like I will never forget. And especially doing that pre COVID where who knows, you know, it's heartbreaking to me to think about the number of businesses that have had to close down. Mm -hmm. Um, unfairly so. And so now thinking about like these small businesses and we really sought out local food, local restaurants, local, you know, trying to do it, like going to all the farmers markets and, and try to be like, so support the local economy and the local business as much as possible, the whole trip. So such a blessing.
0: So what has been easier, would you say? Because I'm sure you never feel 100% rooted, but I'm sure in a way that that you're right, it does give you freedom in a way that I don't have
1: for my headspace, it's a lot easier. Like I really seek that freedom and I get easily stifled and kind of feel suffocated if I, and trapped, I, I easily feel trapped. And I'm very much like, what are we doing next? Where are we going next? Mm-hmm. As in, I've only ever lived in one place for two years. And we've been together for 11. That's a long since we've ever lived in one place. And it's only so that we can sell our condo without losing tax, on taxes. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, I, for me, there's, it's easier to just know that I'm not stuck anywhere. If we don't, if we're not happy in a place or with a plan, it's so simple and easy to change those plans because mm-hmm. we're out on the road and we can we truly can do whatever we want. The freedom is, is like nothing I've ever experienced. Um, and because I work remotely and I can do my work from anywhere, like it was so dreamy for me, but at a point it really started to wear on my husband for sure. Mm-hmm. And also our daughter, like she's, you know, watching her at the park, meeting new kids constantly, and then doing the same, like, awkward intro and she's not awkward she doesn't feel awkward but for us to watch it over and over like okay she needs a little bit more like consistency in regards to interactions with kids not necessarily just her age but just kids in general like knowing that she's going to see the, potentially the same kids at the playground and will still travel a ton but knowing that she has like those kids to come back to mm-hmm. um I think is really powerful for her and then you know seeking a little bit more um consistency for my husband's sake too, like to find to, to continue a career path path that is feels right for him and just to put down some roots somewhere and it it does it feels good we finally feel like we're home Mm -hmm. but you know I I just am so grateful that we have that van especially like through COVID and like with the wildfires that we um had to evacuate like it was so easy for us to just put the things that we know we need because we've already lived so minimally put them in the van and just go and have that. Um, so we, like in two days for New Year's Eve, we're just going to go, we're going to go camping for the night and have a big campfire. And we can do that so easily. It would no matter the weather because we have this second home, basically our little home on wheels. And I would take our little home on wheels over like a vacation home any day because it can take us anywhere. Um, especially with like all the weirdness around flying now and all of it. It's like, it's so nice to just have, um, this van that has served us so well and driven us all over the, all over the country. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I love that idea. I would much prefer to have a van as well. Or like my uncle has an RV. I don't think I'd want an RV. They're really, really big. But I it's love okay. the idea of a van that I can travel around to different places. I My only experience that is comparable to what you have done is that for our honeymoon, instead of going to one location, we Airbnb'd around the country for almost three weeks. And so we started in Ohio, we made our way down south, like all the way cut through states. We did various things in the various states, but... We hit New Orleans, and then we cut over to Texas through New Mexico, Arizona. Went to the Grand Canyon, up the California coast, up to kind of where you are, and hit the very top of Washington, where Port Angeles is, and then made our way across back to Ohio. So that's awesome. all that to that's say, where we live. <laughs> okay, you live in Port Angeles. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that's probably my biggest comparison to what you're experiencing. But I, yeah, what what a cool way to see the way that people live in different spots. You can take a little bit of something with every, with every person you encounter with every just location that you are around. So I think that that's like a really big benefit to having more of a nomadic life. Totally. But I'll never
1: forget too, like being out in nature. I remember we were on one specific hike, I think in Vermont and this couple passed to us, this older couple. And for whatever reason, the older woman was like, how fun that she's out here. I mean, she's not going to remember it, but how cool. And I looked at her and I was like, Oh, I think she will. Like, I was like, this is impact. I remember I like wrote a whole post about it. Cause I was caught self guard because yeah, she was one and a half. She turned two in Maryland. Um, but I think there are so many memories and experiences on that trip that she'll remember forever. And have helped to like form her into who she is now and, oh yeah, and how powerful to take her into through COVID and then evacuations and, and all of the chaos of this year. She's so adaptable uh-huh.
0: and so happy
1: and so content and so secure in who she is. And, I, and I,
0: I'm i proud of that. <laughs> and I'm sure, like you said, if she were ever to be shy beforehand, I'm sure that that type of experience just interacting with so many different faces probably strips some of that away from her for sure.
1: Totally. And now we're, she's in a forest school here oh, that awesome. we just adore. Mm-hmm, yeah. And the so first cool. day dropping her off, you know, she's just like, okay, love you. Bye. You look so content and confident. And, um, I think, I think that we can foster that without going living nomadically for most of her life. But at the same time, I do think that's a part of why she is that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, anything that you want to say to wrap up this type of discussion?
1: Yeah. So people, I had a lot of people who kind of said like, that's crazy. I would never, um, and we're actually almost relieved when we settled down again, because it was like almost anxiety provoking for us to be so nomadic and so on the move and so unstructured. And so my, my thought was that is that anyone, anybody, any family, ideally can spend some time in nature <laughs> experiencing new places and where, where, you know, and, and I just think you don't have to get a converted van and move into it to experience getting outside and being with your family unit and finding those bubbles of presence and peace through exploration. And so if I can leave everyone with one thing, like you don't need to get into a van and travel to the national parks over the country, but see what nature you have nearby and spend a day with your family and try and get to it, seek that out, go out, spend the whole day. And, And I guess to wrap that too, just like, the power that comes from getting outside of our comfort zone because was it comfortable no Was it life-changing? Absolutely. So however you do it, and I guess I don't want to say you, this is just in general, people in general, there's a lot of power that comes from getting uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And this trip taught us that for sure. And it's something I would never change for the world. It was so incredible. And it still is. I mean, we're still doing it. We're planning a trip to Colorado in the next few months. So it will always be a part of our lives. And now that we've experienced it, I don't think that I could, I don't think I could ever go back or like sell the van and, and stop this kind of lifestyle. It's It's profoundly freeing and also so important to see the ways that people all over the country live, North, South, East, West, lower income, you know, all of it. The amount of growth that I've experienced through having conversations with real people in person, Mm -hmm. touching them, holding hands, hugging, um, there's, there's no match for that. And I think especially after a year, like we've had the power of getting a nature, yes, but then also interacting with humans face to face, looking them in the eye, um, And hearing their stories, like getting on social media and talk to people is so powerful too.
0: Absolutely. I agree with everything that you're saying. I think that some of the most growth that I've ever experienced in my life is when I've been uncomfortable. And yeah, it doesn't feel necessarily the best. There are moments probably throughout when I've been uncomfortable that are... Profound in the moment, but like looking back, it's like, wow, I'm so thankful for that experience. So I definitely agree with that part. But just, yeah, I second everything that you said. And I want to tell listeners that they should definitely check out your social media to go back and look at some of the adventures that you had. I just think it's such a cool way that you've captured just your story. And it's such, I love that we have social media for that reason, just because it is like a little book that you can go back and look through.
1: So true. We also have a YouTube channel. Actually, we, oh, we filmed a number of videos during our travels. We haven't done anything since, but, and we also did like a recap after the fact of like, well, we did this thing. And, um, I also recorded on my podcast, Rusty and I did a, like a recap, uh, podcast episode. So if you're, if you're interested in the journey, check those out.
0: Yeah. Where can they find that? What's your YouTube channel name and where can they find you online?
1: Um, radical roots. If you just go to my website, myradicalroots.com it'll pop up under about me. Um, and I think it's also, it's also in my bio link on instagram and my instagram is laura.radicalroots and you can pretty much find everything in either of those spots and um, I share a lot of more of the intimacies of my life. I'm moving a lot more towards newsletter these days. And I also have the Modern Mamas podcast where I share, I overshare, I should say, every, everything about our life.
0: <laughs> Great. Well, I'll be sure to include all that in the show notes for listeners. Well, Thank you. as we wrap things up here, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every guest. And the first one is, what is something that you're simplifying right now, aka what is your minimalist moment of the week?
1: I just took a nap with my daughter during midweek on a work day. And so my simplifying is really just trying to um, rest more mm-hmm. and slow down and not spin. I talked to my husband at the office last night, and, like no, no wheel spinning work when I need to work, be productive, be focused, and then put work away and focus fully on my daughter and taking naps and just, just being, um, I think is a really powerful way to find minimalism. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. And then lastly, what is something that you can't stop talking about?
1: Oh sourdough right now. (laughs) Anyone who follows me knows I've been baking sourdough for well over a year now and I've created this sourdough sisterhood. Well, I haven't created it. It's come together magically, but I've been talking a lot about sourdough and just had some sourdough cornbread with my breakfast and I'm probably going to have a sandwich. And it's funny coming from a background of like no bread and I'm like, oh, sourdough, everything.
0: I've never made sourdough, but I know that back at the beginning of all this COVID lockdown and whatnot, a ton of people were doing that and creating their own starters. So I feel like it's something yeah, I need to do. I scored
1: because I started baking sourdough like October before lockdown. Okay. And so I had already created, like written this little guide. It's like a super simple guide to sourdough that anyone can do super novice and people just found it. And this like sisterhood I just grew and I was doing online workshops and wrote an ebook for a starter discard recipes. So like my timing was there was <laughs> some beauty in that for sure. And I created some video tutorials and whatnot. So it's been a really, really powerful, i made some incredible connections through sourdough this year.
0: Yeah, that's so fun. I love that. Well, Laura, thank you so much for joining me today and just sharing your story. Again, I love this series that we're going through with people that don't have the most um, well, they have very unique experiences. And I just appreciate you sharing just wisdom that you've gained throughout this experience that not everyone gets to have but can like benefit from your wisdom. So I just appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me on and for doing the work that you do. I love the podcast and I'm super honored to be here.
0: What did you think of the interview? You can be a minimalist anywhere because it truly is a mindset. You can slow down and be content with little and value doing and being over buying. So how would you say that Laura's experience inspired you? I'd love to know. I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Instagram account, Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.